0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe.
1: I'm my chip outs, man. I got this,
0: yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time!
2: To listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. We are here for another .dot five episode of Set the Spread. Looking forward to UFC two sixty nine. That will be the spread picking for this evening. It is Kobe. Chime in. Uh, It's what tied now. Yeah, Tied tied. Set the spreads tied going down to the final two cards. We have this and one more. So these are the most crucial episodes in the, in the series history. And then before that, our new system last couple weeks, it's been working out really well for timing of each pod has been breakdown and set the spread combined. And then we'll, we'll let some more news hit the, hit the press as the week goes on and we'll have news and notes and then regular schedule programming Wednesday or Thursday. So Let's start it off boys with a recap. And, you know, during the fights I was watching a lot of this uh, or like writing down a lot of what I was going to maybe bring up to the table today. And, and then as the week went on after I had time to sit with it too. And so I'm really happy with what I want to talk about. And first things first is I think an overall way to set what happened last weekend was not the best night for some of the high level ankle pick prospects we talk about. And I'm going to take Zuma Gulov off the list. Cause we were on Cape and, and I consider her cop and I consider him an ankle pick prospect to be honest, but more in the terms of Brendan Allen suffered a tough one and Jimmy crew suffered a tough one and Brad Riddell suffered a tough one. So let's talk about those three now, because we talk about them a lot on the pod. Brendan Allen suffered a KOTKO Round two to Chris Curtis. Is this a grappler falling in love with his striking or is Chris Curtis the real deal here? I mean, cause Brendan Allen was looking to get ranked after this one and, and now it's, it's, I mean, not probably, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. Chris Curtis really impressed me. I don't know if I'm ready to say real deal quite yet, but the over three on takedowns from Brendan Allen was surprising. And yeah, a lot of respect. I think Chris Curtis is a dangerous striker. I don't think he's a guy that you want to be hit by. And props to him also for being as active as he is. I think that he's got 6 fights and 6 wins this year, 5 being finishes.
2: Yeah. And 5 this year, 2 in the UFC, 2 in the last month, 2 being finishes. But I mean, how do we bet Brandon Allen going forward cuz you see a, you see him beat a guy via unanimous decision in Punahali Soriano, a hard hitting middleweight and then he loses to chris curtis and loses sean strickland who definitely leans striking so it's like is this a it's brent allen's gonna be a big it's gonna be a tough one to ride moving forward
1: before we move on chris curtis is a performance
2: bonus chris curtis is one of the performance bonuses nice yep deservingly so too so and i don't you probably don't have this on hand but i wonder if he was a performance bonus his first time because he could have had a 100k month of uh, or last, I think he was thirty days. I think yeah, he was. I wow, think
0: not. I'm on fight stats, and they don't have it marked for the Phil Haws fight.
2: Okay, so he got robbed in the Phil Haws fight, but still 50k nonetheless. Okay,
0: Usman Covington. Day. I
2: mean, that was a night
0: full of performance bonuses. That was Alex Pereira. That was Frankie Edgar. Marlon uh, Marlon Vera. That was the Chandler Gaichi fight. That was Bobby Green, Ayakinta. Ale- that was. Chris Barnett. That
2: was a hard night to be giving out bonuses. Well, nonetheless, our so nights
1: to give out bonuses. We had four performance bonuses and a fight of the night this week. So 300. Oh, wow.
2: oh so the, so the 50 or so the leftover hundred K that didn't get given out last week, apparently got given out this week. So interesting that that's the first time I've ever seen that happen. So excited to see where that gets bro- broken down. Okay. So let's talk Jimmy me crew quick. Cause he got knocked out in the first round and when we mean first round, we're talking first round, first, first minute. First and exchange. You got a first exchange. And I know that there was some complaining, at least from a Discord group I'm in, about that first strike being clearly to the back of the head. And, and that might, not that it was like an elite, like it was technically an illegal strike, not that the fight shouldn't have gone the way it did, just more that that's why he lost his bearings. Because you think a Crude is a guy with a granite chin. You know what I mean? Think of a guy who can take a punch for days. And so this one, first right hook wobbled him clear. It looked to graze the back of his head, follow-up right hook dropped him. And that was all she wrote. So again, now, now you look at a guy like Jimmy crew. You don't want to mark him off for the uh, uh, Anthony Smith just because it was a fluky one, but now you got a first round finish loss to Misha Serkinov submission. Now you got a first round KO loss to Jamail Hill were we too high on Jimmy crew? Cause I know we both went in the red on him this week.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think that that's really all I have to say on this one. There wasn't so much to break down as it is kind of a fluky loss, but you're, you're right. They're starting to add up and you can't really be backing a guy. That's just running into stoppages in the first round. It's, it's tough.
2: Right. And now you look on the Jamail Hill side and you're like, okay, well he's finishing OSP, via strikes, he's finishing Darko stozic or no, he's not, to stozic finishing Gleason Tebow, or no, did he? I think he actually got finished by Gleason Tebow. I don't even fucking know. But moral of the story is you got a guy here who can really fucking strike. And now, you you know, I know me and you talked about it on the pre-fight that Jameel Hill's elbow could be of concern. Clearly, (laughs) clearly not the case. Just, man, I just don't know where these... Okay. So it was originally a win a Hill, uh, a win for Hill that got overturned via marijuana, the knockout against uh, Glidson Abreu. I don't know why mm-hmm. it's a Glidson team out. So you really only have a Paul Craig finish to his record that hurt him. So I'm just trying to think more betting going forward. This one, I really didn't see coming more than anything else.
0: The fight IQ was definitely my biggest red flag for him. And I think it still might be a red flag, but if he's going to get these early knockouts or if he's going to get matchups where guys want to strike with him, yeah, I think I could see myself backing him in, in the right matchup in the, in going forward. He, he's he got a good record if you ignore that fluky Paul Craig result.
2: Yeah. And 50K
0: then, for jamal Hill, too.
2: Yeah, 50K for Jamal Hill, not surprising. And then you also have just a 205 division that's probably pretty easy to climb. I mean, they're looking at Glover right now. Not that that's easy, but out of all champions currently, you got to like your chances there. And then we got a wheel kick KO in in Fiziev side against Brad Riddell. I mean, did did any of us get a look at the scorecards that got published? I would be curious to see where they had it before the finish. I'll, I'll pull that up while we're talking about it. But I'm curious, Dan, did the fight go as expected? Because obviously he got caught. We knew someone probably was going to end up getting caught. It ended up being Riddell. And then the the pivot question that goes for both of you is let's talk stoppage because that was either the best or worst stoppage we've ever seen. And it really is no either, either if or and about, about, about it. If you didn't watch it, wheel kick landed. Brad Riddell never dropped, lost his footing. He leaned back on the fence. But he said something.
0: Could,
2: he, he did say something.
0: I, I think, I don't know. I couldn't quite make out what he said. But I think he either like exclaimed or he said something. It, I think it was a good stoppage, and I think that him not really disagreeing with it right off the bat is, is enough evidence. That's that's all I need.
2: Um, yeah. But yeah, he looked. Well, he looked hurt. I'm with you. I think it's one of the best stoppages we probably have ever seen because at first I was upset about it. I was like, what you? like? Cause I loved having guys get the, the opportunity to fight out of it. And then after you see the replay, you see his eyes were rolled back. I mean, he there, it, it wasn't happening. And so mm-hmm. you, you saved a young prospect potentially years on his career from not having to deal with three, four, five tough follow-up shots. I, A-plus, I I believe Herb Dean was on that. And so that's great to see, especially for a guy who's been criticized so much recently.
1: And 50K for Faziv as well.
2: Figured. That's why I paused. Um, Really quickly before we move on, I do have the scorecards up here. And and not to put you two on the spot, but did you give any rounds to Riddell in, in that fight? No, I
0: didn't, and I, the, okay. I really thought that he would be able to land one or two of those takedowns that he mm-hmm. went for and, and get a little bit of control time, and, and that's what the difference maker in my analysis was.
2: Well, that's what we kind of talked about pre-fight was because they both trained a Tiger and Muay Thai, we gave the nod to the, to the instructor. I mean, that's the only th- logical thing to do. But we considered Riddell the more well-rounded mixed martial artist when it comes to cardio, when it comes to mix, mixing and takedowns, when it comes to that aspect of the game. But you're right. It, it he did not get around. The official scorecards were Mike Bell, 10-9-10-9 for Fazeev. Sal D'Amato, 10-9-10-9 in favor of Fazeev. And, and like, same thing for Dave Hagan, 10-9-10-9 in favor of Fazeev. So that makes me feel even that much better about the stoppage because you're not saving Riddell from anything. Uh, you know what I mean? You're not, you're, you're not robbing him of anything, which is always a blast to see. So anyways, tough night for ankle pick podcast prospects. Now let's get past the prospect line quickly, because I want to talk both Leonardo Santos V Clay Guida, because that's the opposite side of a stoppage. I think it was Keith Peterson gave Clay Guida every single second to fight out of that one and then up. Proving the victor. The 41-year-old Santos gassed, and Clay Guida climbed all the way back for a rear-naked choke, believe it or not, at a 16-to-1 finish. I mean, that's Anthony Fluffy Hernandez-type finish over uh, Hadolfo. So I guess, I mean, there's not much to break down other than the question I ask is, what do you do? Did did Santos win by TKO, quote-unquote, or do you like the no-stoppage fight out of it?
0: If I had any money on this fight I'd be so fucking pissed about it but the legend of Quit Clay- Clayvadic lives on and I'm happy he yeah. gets to continue fighting. He was born to be in the UFC and fuck it let's let's run it back and let's give him another legend.
1: It never looked to me like he was done protecting himself or not, you know, trying to wiggle the way out, but no one would have batted
2: an eye if that fight was stopped. I think that's the best way to think about it. Like it could have been stopped and no one could have complained. But I agree. Guida, Guida never lost consciousness, never even really got fuzzed, to be honest. I think he was covering up intelligently. But yeah, Danny, as you said, as you mentioned, you'd be furious. You retweeted and liked the plays, so you're aware I, I did, in fact, trap myself into Risk 2 on Santos, and I lost those said two. Son of a bitch.
1: And 50K for Guida. That is all for the performance of the nights.
2: No, that's only five. Oh, and then there's all, or that's four. And Now there's a fight of the night. Okay, wow. So yep. first four breakdowns were first four f- were, were the first four. Okay, well this one's not going to be anything. And I'm just coming out and saying it, but we're on the vet train, so we're going to talk vet train. Dan, we drilled it. Alex Morono beat Mickey Gall. I believe Mickey Gall is probably getting a pink slip. He just does not belong, and that's just the matter of fact. Morono, I don't think anything changes for his career trajectory either. I think he just sits in this slot of. The Diego Sanchez's, the Mickey Gall's, the Sage North, like he's just kind of going to be, I mean, I bet he welcomes some 170 tough vets, maybe like that kind of shit. You know, I don't, I don't think he's looking for a ranked opponent anytime soon.
0: Yeah, no, I I completely agree. These guys are spectacle fighters is the term I like to use. There's not really a way up the ladder in, in, in any contention towards the belt at all or really even being ranked, but they're fun to keep around. And, and so I almost think that maybe Mickey Gall won't get the pink slip and they give him another, I don't know, like a Chris Moutinho or, or some other a guy they owe yeah, a favor just, to. Yeah. Um, and then see how that goes, but they like keeping him around. Yeah. And, and I would be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if he sticks around a little bit more, but I also wouldn't be surprised Henry if he gets the pink the- slip. He's, he's definitely not UFC level. I, I love betting against him. No, Mickey Gall. Oh, Mickey here ball. to stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moron- yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I actually yeah. think they might keep Mickey around too. He's just one of those guys that oh. they just like
2: like throw into. Yeah, who yeah, knows? yeah, He's pretty marketable too. He's a he's but okay. I thought you were talking about Morono because so I was gonna say no way, Morono is going thing. nowhere.
0: Morono, yeah. sticking around. He proved but to I be think, exactly what I'd, we thought he I was. I think
2: going nowhere. I think going nowhere is the best phrase. I don't think he's really going anywhere in the division either. Like it's kind of gonna be just that elar latifi at light heavyweight heavyweight role where it's like hey throw me somebody i like to fight i enjoy this but i don't think morono's end game here is i'm trying to get gold i think his end game is i enjoy this a lot i like getting paid for it type thing which is always good as well okay no breakdowns necessary here but vince morales overhand right knockout over louis smolka i kind of saw this one coming i didn't bet it but Smoke up is a guy I've never truly been a fan of. And I, I knew he was kind of chinny. Okay. Well, this one actually does need to be talked about because we both bet him and it was also talked about for a potential uh, ankle lock and we didn't end up doing it. Our other ankle lock hit we're getting there, but Claudio Poyles or Poyles beats Chris Gr- Gritsmacher via a nice knee bar and kind of wish uh, Parker was here just to, to see his reaction on that knee bar. But guess what, Dan is nice as we treat him with the PJJ corner. We're the real BJJ guys. That knee bar was nice, and the transition into the knee bar was nice.
0: Yeah, and honestly, Gritzmacher looked like he was lost in there because he had fought out of the position a second earlier and then kind of just sat back into it and gave his leg back up, which was interesting, and then props to plays for taking it. But, um yeah, Gritz looked like he was a shell of himself, just like in a yeah. fog.
2: And talking about the Mickey Pink slip, I think Grits is pro at thirty five two and two and four in his last six. I think it's a adios to him as well. Yeah, that would not surprise um, me. William Knight M- Manyfield, I had the over to parlay the over one sixty five. I re- or over minus one sixty five. I really liked it. Got nervous there for a little bit just because these guys are too slab of meats. But William Knight surprisingly edged edged out that unanimous decision. And Dan, I wanted to bring up, I wanted to float the idea of Manifield leaving Sanford and going to Gracie.
0: Yeah. I I think he really needs to figure out some component of ground game. It's really shocking. He seems like, or not. He seems like, but I've always thought of Fortis as a place that develops well-rounded fighters and they've done nothing to develop any part of his game besides throwing
2: hammers. No. And you know he puts on these amazing fights. Fabio Charance won the Von Floon, which was awesome. Paul Craig, who we were just talking about, finished him. Like, but as of recent, man, he hasn't shown us anything. I mean, he lost to Devin Clark, lost to OSP, which is actually embarrassing. Now he's losing to Will- William Knight, and then you look at Fortis, <coughs> who is safe Saoud, and you got guys that aren't reinventing. You got Ryan Span not reinventing himself. You got, weirdly enough. Um, you got like Damon Jackson, Alex Morono, who we just talked about, but who aren't reinventing yeah. themselves. Carlos Diaz right. Ferreira, who, who who might be the most themselves. well-rounded guy of the lot, but still hasn't. Abdurzak Al Hassan. He had, he has no issue on reinventing, himself, or like he has no desire to reinvent himself either. So it's just, you know, man, it's it's really really interesting to the way these gyms between Winkle and now Fortis, and just where the different like the, the ebbs and flows of these gyms. I mean, I think the best gym that we've talked about it, you're right, is, is Gracie. And I think the ones that are falling from heaven are like Fortis and uh Winkle, which is just crazy to me. Um, or Jackson, not Wink. to get I, I too, uh,
0: off on a tangent, but any prediction for the co-owner Darren Williams boxing match versus Frank Gore coming up in a week or two?
2: I think I don't even know what to make of that. I, I, I don't want Frank Gore to do it because after 25 years in the NFL, he has to be barely hanging on.
0: My whole take uh, was
2: Darren Williams with his martial
0: arts background should be the guy, but I've got a real bad taste in my mouth about Fortis right now.
1: I got a line. Darren Williams, your favorite minus 175.
2: Darren. Okay. So the bookmakers are no fools on the, on the Samford. So let me ask you a question, boys, before we move on, you guys taking it?
0: I don't know. It's it's interesting. <laughs> it, it, I don't like juicing on a guy that's never boxed, and it's. I'm sure that he's got the reach and the height as well, which is probably going to the line. But I don't. Really and know. And his brain
2: being intact.
0: It's one of those things. That, nope. If I'm
1: watching, I don't see myself betting on Gore, but I'm not gonna you know pretend to have an edge here.
2: No and juice on the guy. guy. Yeah, and I don't want to get ahead of news and notes and but I might as well mention it now while Parker's not on the program. Jake, Jake Paul, to, uh, Tommy Fury's out, broken rib, Tyron Woodley in. I guess that's UFC News. Well I th- don't th- care.
0: To- it's definitely relevant. We're talking about its undercard.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, I yeah. mean it is relevant, but like is it is it bad that I care more about Darren Williams, Frank Core? <laughs> It is what it is. You know,
1: as big of a joke as the Jake Paul fights have been, that Woodley fight was a competitive fight. And if it weren't for the size advantage, which is a real thing, it probably would have gone the other way. So who knows? It's
2: just dumb though. Like it doesn't do anything for the sport, but I mean, it makes people money. So you know why it's happening. No, I understand why it's happening. I'm just saying from an MMA fan, I'm so happy that Dana, I mean, I don't want to say Dana because he had CM Punk in this motherfucker, but I, I would hate if we had a bunch of YouTubers, in our in our pay-per-views like that would suck let's just call it i will beta say
0: beta. that i confidently bet jake paul by decision uh the first time around and i'm not confident about any side here i think that it is going to be a different fight
2: yeah i i would agree to that i i honestly almost think that tyron woodley and then they're going to set up the trilogy would be my guess but who the fuck knows all right We're getting to the main event. Just really want to quickly mention Dusko Todorovic got a finish ground and pound over Maki Patolo. That was, I bet that, I believe you also added that to your card, Dan. Yes, sir. You did. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a double hitter and that looked good. And then Manel Cape just proves to be the real deal. First round knockout over Zuma Gulov, who honestly is, I know is, is the lesser of our favorite prospects, but to finish him is still a sight to be seen, especially at 125. Cape throws hard. He's durable. He's fast. I'm really excited to see him. And you're you're talking about a guy, (coughs) excuse me, who has split decisions over or split decision losses to guys like Pantoja, who really should be fighting for this belt. So, you know, you got a guy who's clearly capable and I I believe will probably hold UFC gold one day.
0: Yeah, and he finally looks comfortable in the octagon.
2: And and again, cardio was yet to be seen, but that's something that like you can train. You can learn that. All right, let's talk it. Main event, and I'm assuming, Kobe, the last bonus of the evening? It's not. The fight of the
1: night went to Vlismus and Mallory Martin.
2: Oh, yeah. We, we actually knew this one because we chirped about it in the group and leave it to be the fight that I don't mention. I have nothing to say about that. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't. That fight don't was, care. Yeah, don't care is accurate. Merry Vlismus, everybody. Okay, Stan Lee,
0: Mary Villasmas, don't
2: care. Don't care. Who cares? But let's talk. Unanimous <laughs> decision, Jose Aldo versus Rob Font. First off, I want to shout out my boy Darren. Unbelievable text this morning that I got from him. Really nice to hear that he wrote us into the fire on Aldo. And it's also nice to hear that a lot of the quote-unquote sharps out there sought for Font, was a big fan of Font, and actually faded our ankle lock, which is, as you know, foolish, because it's what, 28 and 12 now, Cove? That's, that's a foolish thing to do. That's a scary thing to do. And so our dog at plus 120 ankle lock, you can book it here first, baby, which I love to see. Fight went pretty much as described too, Dan. I mean, we really broke the shit out of that one down. Yeah,
0: it was great to see. You. It is so much fun to watch Jose Aldo fight. He's just one of those guys that, I mean, I wake up on fight day, Amped and and he he always delivers. I mean, I I won't say always. There's a slight asterisk about whatever in New York that bad. Thirteen seconds versus an Irishman, but the King of Rio is real. And this this (laughs) bantamweight version of the King of Rio is fucking awesome. He has completely reinvented himself. I mean, I guess reinvented, going back to his roots, getting back into that low kick well, and they're just
2: brutal, man. He's so fast. Font out through the low kick, which surprised the shit out of me. Um, but Aldo's proved to be more the more devastating blow. I mean, you could see Aldo's comfortable. I don't know if he trained at shoot box at all, but he was checking those kicks easily, hucking them back. I actually kicked Font's feet out from under him a couple times. Crazy, man. Definitely. No, I oh.
0: it it is so much fun to see this new <coughs> rendition of Jose Aldo. Um, I believe he like Started training with the Brazilian Navy SEALs, and and he's he's saying that like they give him new motivation. And I mean, I cannot imagine just like how how big he can go. It, I I think he can beat an Aljo, or I won't say Jan because we've already yeah, seen we've that. We've already and, we've
2: also already seen that. But yeah, I I yeah. I, I could I think you're right on the on the Aljo front for sure. But here's the thing, or like a Sandhagen front too. And I like Sandhagen, but. Or Here's TJ? The thing, TJ too. Here's the thing that I want to mention quickly. Aldo looked gassed. And that's my one concern for a potential title fight is, is his cardio. It's the only thing. I mean, he faded in round three and then he had around and then round four. And then in round five, he had Mount on fonts and didn't even throw a strike just was riding it out. But I don't want to nitpick Aldo saved it. And I know our buddy country club over there, was with me in the in the chase of the evening, to say the least. That's that's what I, I'm calling it these days, is just the straight chase of the evening. I, I, I took a bath on Crude. I took a bath on someone else. Brendan Allen sure, broke. Uh, Allen. And so it was time, and Aldo sent us to the promised land. So all in all, phenomenal card. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention before we close the book on UFC Fight Night 31 and open the page to UFC 269? Nothing? Damn. feel bad
0: for the casuals who bet the favorite and are, are looking at the stats after the fight and like 193 to 96. How did my guy lose all five rounds?
2: <laughs> yeah. Rio and his counters. Which is also just good judging because I hate when they're just like, because you'll see a lot, and I don't want to get bogged down here, but you'll see a lot where guys will shoot the takedown, get him and then they'll just throw those like rapid ear shots with the palm or like. Up against the cage in the clinch and the clinches and they're going for volume. And I respect the hustle, but like you gotta at a certain point lean damage. And so good job at refereeing there. Love to see it. Love to see it. So we'll we'll move over to UFC 269 and set the spread. So I'll kick it over to you, country club. We got a tie game going into the last two events, and we'll also, regardless how this one goes, we'll have to get to the drawing board for the case that we tie. And I don't want to say it out there, but just, you know, it, it needs to be discussed because it really is that close here at the Angle Pick Pod headquarters.
1: I've got something in mind that we can put together. Don't worry about it. All right, UFC 269. This is back at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. This early prelims at five central prelims at seven central main card at nine central five flight main card two title fights, and we've got an 18-18 the spread matchup. Let's just jump right in. The first fight on the main card, we've got a bantamweight bout, Sugar Sean O'Malley, and Julian Paiva. Reese coming off the most recent victory to tie things up, so he will lead things off with the first fight
2: on the main card. Uh, I'm going to make this one short and sweet, because I think I have a pretty good idea where the line's going to be. And I want to give a reasoning for it because I, I don't believe it should be this. I can already tell you that more, more likely, more likely than not, I'll be betting Piva. Um, very long, very talented striker. I, I, I think that he, I really, truly to my core, heart of hearts believe that he can strike technically with O'Malley. I really do believe that. Like, I know it sounds like a crazy feat, so O'Malley's super flashy and has all these knockouts. I really think Paiva, if if O'Malley wants to keep this in a phone booth or keep this striking at range, that Piva technically can stand there with him. And and Paiva's fought at 25. I, I really think the speed won't be as big of a discrepancy as everyone thinks. But it's O'Malley and it's Paiva. And I already know where this line's going to be. I think there's going to be paying a tax on it. And I'm going to go as far as to say that there's actually a three in front of it in favor of O'Malley. I, tr- I truly think that's bullshit, but I truly think that's really the type of line we're dealing with these days for O'Malley. Um, I mean, even against Cheeto Vera, it was like 250 or something crazy. So Piva, I believe he's ranked or he's close to ranked. He had a good win last time out. I don't have my ta- uh 21 and three Piva and he beats. He had a good win. Yeah, he beat Kyler Phillips via majority decision last time out a massive 25. Or I don't even know if that's a 35 or not. Beat Zuma Gulov. I mean, we're dealing with a, a guy who can seriously fight. And I'm not saying that Sean O'Malley can't. I'm just saying that I, I think people are sleeping on this Piva, and that's why the line's going to be as high as it is. Versus a guy like O'Malley who, outside of Vera, really hasn't been tested. So... I, I, I'm, I'm I'm getting into the breakdown. I'm just going to go line. I'm going to say 310 in favor of O'Malley can't go any higher. The, w- the way I got to 310 is I don't want to I mean 350, 370 you're starting to talk ridiculousness. but at the same time, I truly believe there's a three in front of it. I really do. I think that's the age of O'Malley we're at right now, definitely with the fandom, but I, I and I think people honestly probably will even be betting it at 300, which blows my mind.
0: Yeah, I think this is point three. So I, I don't really know where to go from. I, my, what I initially was going to do was take whatever number you said and go higher because I thought that you would give more respect to Paiva, but you did in your analysis. And I, I see it the same way. I'll be on Paiva. I guess I'm going to talk ridiculous. I'll, I'll follow what I th- said I was going to do. Give me 325. Let's, let's get crazy here, but. That number yeah. is really undeserved, and, and I'll be on the other side of it.
2: See, I'm, I, and it always feels good when both ankle pickers are like, yeah, let's go to the other side. You know what I mean? I, it, Unless I'm blown away here and Kobe <laughs> just goes, oh, it's Piva plus 150. I mean, you gotta be on.
0: And I love Sean O'Malley. I'm a big Sean O'Malley fan. Right. Has he been without holes? Far from it.
1: Yeah, it feels good when you two are on top of each other. It feels even better when you're both on top of it. Minus 290 O'Malley. Okay. Point Reese. Yeah,
2: I'll take point the point there. Yeah, Dan, that's tough. I That was advantage going first. Kobe, if I don't mind, or if you don't mind, what was the open? I'm really curious to see if it's steamed up or down.
1: 330, about a month and a half ago. So it's come down so, just a bit.
2: Mm-hmm. That is exactly how I would pipe it. I would have said it would have opened. I thought it was going to open around 310, 320 and move down at first. And then I bet... I bet it closes for an extra point in case we tie at 350. <laughs> people love the sugar show. All right.
1: Second fight of the main card, flyweight bout. Kai Carr, France, and Cody Garbrandt.
0: Dan, go for it. Speaking of people, speaking of guys that people love to back, for no explainable reason to me, Cody Garbrandt, what is he? One in five in his last five, or one in four in his last five? Um, This is a guy who, former champion, all respect to his former self, but TJ really took his soul. Reese likes to mention that something about certain fight losses or certain knockouts that you receive can really take your career from you and take years from you. And I think that's what we've seen. We saw him get hit once or twice from Bob Font and just shell up, look really scared. Um, that a Sun style fight was even way closer than people remember just because of how awesome that right hook to end it was. But he's still going to be a favorite, even though Kai Kara France is very capable. Uh, I just don't think it's going to be very big. I think I'm going to be betting Kai Kara France as a dog. I think it's going to be probably like minus Cody Garbrandt minus 150.
2: Yeah. Got And, and, and now it's, it's the shoes on the other foot point. Dan. I mean, he said everything I said is echoing it to a core. I really do. I really will never forgive TJ Dillashaw because I truly believe to my core of core that the, the EPO costs Cody Garbrandt years off his career. I mean, you got a guy who's cheating, injecting himself to cheat and 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 really turns your lights off in back to back fights. Now at 30, the chin's not getting better, you know? I, I Tj TJ ruined this man's career and it's it's sad to say it. But obviously, phenomenal boxing background, phenomenal speed. I mean, he's 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 still got the talent. No one will ever deny him that. And he was a champion, like you said, hats off. I also think he's going to be the favorite, not only off name recognition alone. I also think that people like to favor the bigger guy. And and again, this comes with a lot of 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 question marks around does Cody make the weight? I, I know there were a couple pictures floating around where he looked like a skeleton. So I'm assuming he will make the weight. There's always that question, but it'll definitely be bigger. Come fight night. I, I think Cody's gonna be the favorite. I think I'll be on Kai Car France. I think we're all in the same spot. 150 is a beyond phenomenal line um I guess I'll go under just because i I'm taking car France so if if some bigger betters have come in early it might have opened at 50 and I might steal the point from you here but you can't I don't feel comfortable going higher i don't really feel comfortable going lower I'll, I'll go 140 for Garbrandt minus 120 for car on the other side
1: 135
2: Garbrandt. Let's go, let's go, dude!
1: <laughs> and not a whole I lot of movement that here. Started 125 Garbrandt.
0: I think that will grow.
2: So it's 2-0 Reese. Let's as go, we move dude. to the I actually, third, I really hand up a hand on Bible or whatever. Who's who? Stu-
0: I get to set the number and Reese gets to go higher than me for Nunez.
1: That's how it's going to break down. Yeah. Okay. Third fight though, before we get to the women's bantamweight title fight, we have a welterweight bout, G off, Neil, Jeff, Neil, and Santiago Ponzinibbio Reese,
2: Mm. you lead things off. Mm. This one's a tough one to call. Um, we all know it's Jeff, by the way, but we do clown around here because M- Mike Perry calls him G-off when he fought. Um, Jeff, oh, well, you know what? We just mentioned him too because he's a Sanford guy. Ortis. Through and through. Contender series guy through and through. And you've seen him wilt as the fights become more technical. I mean, when he's fighting guys like Nico Price and Mike Perry, you're not going to beat Jeff Neal in that type of game. When you start fighting veterans of the sport who are a little bit longer, a little more technical, have different methods of beating you, both Steven Thompson and Neil Magny were able to drag out that dirty decision, you know, like a, a, a hard fought out decision. Ponza Nibio on the other side is known for his striking. And I don't think he's going to try to make it that type of fight, which, which, which does make me lean Jeff Neil to be completely honest. It really does. But also, man, I grew up watching Nibbio and being just in, in sheer awe at the level of striking this man possessed. I mean, he was beating Sean Strickland, who was undefeated at the time. I remember that fight really well, and that aged really well. He beat a young Court McGee, uh, Gunner Nelson, which was overseas on my birth er, – no, that was Gunnar – someone else. I'm, I'm mixing all these fights. I mean, Leo
0: but- Santos and Tiago Silva on a season of tough – that
2: yeah, and that's years ago, Brazilian tough, yeah, but so exactly. So you, you said you got a guy who's just seen the, t- the, the, the the tide. Here's the problem though. he's 35. Here's the problem though. he took a three year layoff, which I really was wondering if we were ever going to see him again. Since coming back, he did get fluke knocked out as a big favorite against uh, the leech, but he did bounce back against Baeza. and I, I do respect Baeza a lot. Dan I'm gonna be honest with you man I think if Jeff's the favorite I'm betting I'm betting Ponzi if Ponzi's the favorite I'm betting Jeff I really think it's this close I really do but because I will be on Jeff if it's if it's close I am gonna say Jeff's the favorite I'm gonna go Jeff Neal minus 130 Ponzi plus 110 and Kobe if I were you I'd just get the buzzer out. Because I think this line is, is 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 on it. 130 feels really good. Because right there, at 130, 110, I, I honestly am I'm not sure where to go. At 140, I get, I'm way more comfortable on Ponzi.
0: we get the buzzer out, but get it out for me. <laughs> Reese dance around it. This is an even fight. This is minus 110, minus 110. Or if you have a shitty book, minus 115s. But – like he said, there's a lot of red flags or a lot of question marks on both sides. Four seven MMA being a big one, two-fight losing streak being a big one, only having wins over kind of spectacle fighters like Mike Perry and Nico Price being a big one. Well, Muhammad's respectable. I don't want to throw shade his way. And then the three-year layoff on Ponzi's side. And Miguel Baeza has not looked great. I know that you keep backing him, and, and you're probably still going to back him until he gets that pink slip. But... That boss that is not aged as well as it. And we initially thought I'm going to go even because I have no idea. I, I not because I have no idea, but because there's
2: a lot of interesting tidbits on each side. Nah, sharps hit the line early. It probably opened it even, but it is in the favor of Jeff ring. The bell Cobes.
1: not ringing the bell, but again, damn close. Minus one fifteen, Panzani is your favorite, so it's minus oh, one fifteen, oh, oh, oh. minus one hundred five point DK.
2: That's kind of the uh, bell. I said if you have a shitty book, yeah, no, that's <laughs> no, yeah, it's kind of the bell. What 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 did it open at?
1: That's a that's crazy. minus one fifteen the other way. Neil opened minus one fifteen okay. favorite. Mm.
2: Danny, still out the alive. point though, but we're alive. It. Yeah, you're live. Live dog barking.
1: So Danny alluded to it. We have a women's bantamweight title fight as the co main Amanda Nunez and Juliana Pena. Or if you remember, this was scheduled for back in August, I believe, and Nunez camp had COVID. So rescheduled, still 2021. Yeah, Nunez Pena, Dan, pick a number and Reese decided how high you want to go.
2: Exactly. I was about to say, we know the drill. Dan, decide it. But I, I don't want you to think this is going to be an easy – if you go too high, if you say minus 3,500, I'm going to have to take Pena. So, there's still – I still might go under. Don't get too confident.
0: No, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly not going to go crazy, crazy. Just looking at her her last couple of lines, um, she was minus almost 800 over Megan Anderson, but that was okay up at 145, right? This is yeah. at
2: 135, correct?
0: Before I just start yeah, talking. Think,
2: yeah. It should be at 135.
0: Okay. Yeah. All it right. Is. Yeah. Her last two fights were up at 145. She was around 8, 900 minus an 800, 900 favorite in those. I'm going to go. It's similar, but it's got to be bigger. She's only got more hype, longer streak, tacked on another name, another gem on that belt, even though it's the bigger belt. I'm going to go Amanda Nunez 900 just 900 okay. flat.
2: No, that's perfect cuz I can take the line that I walked in here with. Uh Amanda Nunes minus 950 is the line I had in here. I thought Danny would be teetering at, at the 9 uh, or or 1, which is really where it should be. At 950 I'd give make him choose so it actually went my way. I was walking I will say
0: I was a little surprised just a second ago when I opened the uh Jermaine Durande line her last fight at phantom weight and she was only around like a 400 favorite
2: there and yeah so I, I, dude duranami's a, a fucking badass man
0: no definitely an, an incredible striker and not to get ahead of news and notes but i think that she got removed from the ranking system for inactivity we don't have to mm-hmm. get into it but yeah. yeah no no disrespect to her but her last well, fight that we're more than doubling the odds of her last fight at Bantamweight. weight
2: yeah, but it's a to- different fight. And I also want to mention that I used uh, Megan Anderson as a good benchmark because I think there was more hype around that fight. So I, I wanted to go higher than Megan Anderson. People talk about Megan Anderson a lot, like she could have held gold or, or, or something or other. So She's just I wanted large. to go higher. But you also look at the Shevchenko lines, man, and they're perennially in the 1100. So that's why I wanted to go 950 because – I could see you deciding to go to a thousand or or a thousand fifty because it's not that crazy of an ask.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a ding, ding, ding buzzer ringer. Amanda Nunez minus nine zero zero. Yes, Ah. poha,
0: poha, poha, we're alive. (laughs)
1: And it's oh, AI, uh, unsurprisingly, it's only come up from opening at minus 800, but still at 900. I actually had to go back and refresh the page just to confirm, but I did they just both do
0: that. Add it to your open
2: parlays before it gets steamed up because no one's betting yeah. on the other side of that. Yeah. The other thing, too, is it ne- there needs to be some sort of disclaimer that this is not, in fact, scripted because this shit is tied <laughs> again. <laughs> tied going oh, into huh. the main hot, event. Hot. How did I know when I jumped out to a 2-0 lead that it was not over? I just well, started thinking about my Nunez number.
0: <laughs> I was like, "We'll figure out Jeff Neal. Let's, yeah, let's on the hammer fly. out. Let's hammer down this Nunez number." Lightweight
1: title bout: Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier. Reese
2: kick things off for us. Okay, I'm. Be- I'm first. So I'm going to have to go with my number that I came in with, okay? And it's – it might be really wrong, okay? It might be really wrong, but I, 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 I really just I'll, – I'll, I'll rip the band-aid off. Dustin Poirier is going to be the favorite here. Dan, okay, head not out of Dan. That makes me feel a lot better because I didn't want to get to, to get embarrassed. But, but here's the matter of fact. Poirier obviously should be holding the belt right now. He was an interim belt holder, lost it to Habib, which obviously who's going to knock him there? And then he went for the money fight with McGregor, which no one blames him. A lot of people want to do that. But... You're looking at a guy in Poirier, who not only is 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 beating guys like Max Holloway, right? But outside of Habib, I mean, Man hasn't lost since 2016. Outside Habib, he's beating Eddie Alvarez, which at the time in 2018 was was a phenomenal win. Beating Justin Gaethje be KO Anthony Pettis at the time, 2017, phenomenal win, Max Holloway, Dan Hooker, and then McGregor twice. We're talking about a guy who there's no sensible way. He, he's the dog here. And I'm sorry to Dubronx. Bronx. I, I think Dubronx is getting a, a, a I think DuBronx is going to have more than, I mean, he's on a win streak of his own. I think he's going to have, he's going to put up more than a fight. Don't get that twisted. I don't think there's going to be a walkover. But outside of, like, Michael Chandler, I mean, Tony Ferguson, that didn't age well. Then down the list, Kevin Lee, no longer with us. Jared Gordon, not a big deal. Nick Lentz, David Tate. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking about guys. I know that Dubronx has been around forever. But, like, it was a it was an unorthodox rise to the title, to say the least. is going to be the favorite. Okay, so we're there. I just want to walk people. I'm sorry it's taking long. I want to walk people through my logic here. So then I'm like, okay, well... 120, ah, too low. I take Poirier all day. 130, Poirier all day. 140, Poirier all day. Now, here's the thing though, at 200, Dan, at 200, am I taking Poirier? The answer is no. Not even, there's no way. I don't even think about it. So, so I'm narrowed in between that 150 to 200. Okay. So, Dubrox Bronx is. The title holder, which you got to respect for something. It's got to mean something in this line. It's got to. So I'm taking away 190. I'm taking away 180 because he's a he's a title holder, man. It's got to be on the lower end of that range. So I'm looking at 160, 170. And, and I think I got to split the middle on the line. I, I, I think it's going to be I, like 175 is dead middle. I'm going to go 170, round it out with a fat zero. I think Dustin Poirier minus 170, Dubronx plus 150. I think my logic is sound. I think that I, 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 it, I don't see it being any other line. I don't – if if is in the 200s, it's a disservice to Dubronx and it's going to be an end show in place type scenario. If it's anything less than 150, it's going to be end the show and go ride Poirier. So you've had to narrow it down into a range. Where in that range is it? That's where I'm at. So I'm going Poirier minus 170, lock it in country club, get the bell out, because I really don't see how it could be anything else unless it's a number in that range. I, I, I just, I don't see anything else.
0: I don't have a ton more to add Reese's. Is- all over the explanation here i'm just going to give the holder a little little bit more respect give me that 150 um that's my number and even as i'm saying that i think reese has got these points because i think that i like poirier
1: 150 is a little low
0: i said it my hands off the piece it's hot i'm hoping it's 150 because i'm gonna bet poirier but this sucks yeah, me too. Before
1: the results, I just, I got to tell you guys, caps off to y'all. You guys are all over it, all five of these lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't even know what the biggest differentiator was. I think Reese was 20 points off on the Sean O'Malley line, but that was a 300 plus line or a 300 line almost. So, you know, there's a little more wiggle room there. The winner is actually within eight points on this one. We got Three, a weird points, line. We got a weird line what? posted on five. Does the line right
2: end, in an, end in an eight, or end in a eight oh, Well, that gives it away. Don't say, don't say, don't say.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to say eventually. Dustin Poirier is your favorite. It's between the 150 and the 170 that y'all have mentioned. <laughs> Minus 162, <for> Dustin <laughs> Poirier. Wow. Wow! Again, wow, Reese is wow. taking a victory lap around the room.
2: That is, that is, that is not even kidding. That is one sharp bet at one sixty from me winning that. <laughs> let
0: I even said it as I said I took my hand off the piece and
2: I knew I was a loser. I could have gone up to that one sixty. If you did one fifty five, if you did one fifty five, I'm dead by a point. Let's go! Ah. <sighs>
1: That Uh, one hurt my stomach, Dan. Yeah, you didn't play the game. I would like
2: to thank all the supporters. Uh, All I have to say is I'm going to Disney World. No, not yet. We have one more week. Wow.
0: Tough, tough. I
2: had
0: a lead. Dan, you go.
1: (laughs) Danny's had a couple of one-point leads after Reese went out to a three-point lead kind of mid-year. But, uh, yeah, Reese has taken the one Week advantage into the last week that will be Derek Lewis, Dawkins. Dawkins is it? Chris Dawkins. What's
2: that? Ka- You said Derek Lewis, so it's Chris. Yeah. What What's the uh What's that line Dormy. for? Dormy. Pussy. But I'm not
1: sure Dormy applies here because we're gonna have a tiebreaker. Dormy means you can't lose.
2: In theory without pre tiebreaker not include because like it'll be like hockey where like even if i lose the tiebreaker i'm giving myself a point you know what i mean it's 2-1 to the guy who loses in overtime so dormy
1: <laughs> with that reese close us up on another i would love nothing more country, love.
2: thank you so much yeah i would love nothing more i just all the supporters on the show who constantly are like at Kingpin MMA, at our poll for you're the best, you're the best host ever, all that stuff, D- boo dank wagers. It's this was for you guys. This is for you guys. Now we're all a team here at Ankle Pick Pod. Thank you all for listening. Special thanks to Believe Network, all seriousness though. Also special thanks to Jepsen Malor, all the different interviews we've had. Everybody, it's been a great fucking run so far, and it's far from over. Power!